Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Were you ever with a toxic person or maybe a narcissist that after they were with you, they went to the next person? Oftentimes we talk about this as being the next supply, the next person, the next target that they're going to go after. But did you ever have it happen where they went after the next person and you were like, that doesn't even make sense. They don't look the same. They don't talk the same. They, they don't have the same status, the same money, anything like that. Like, why would it make sense for them to do that? It feels like they took a downgrade. Well, we're going to dive into that today. But before we do, I want to make sure that you understand my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. We do it on all the different platforms. You can follow us on any of the platforms. Just look us up under Raw Motivations. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, my journey through narcissism, and you'd like to talk, go to rawmotivations.com, hit subscribe on any of our social media platforms so you get notified when we drop new videos or when we're doing live Q&As throughout the week. Well, in talking about understanding narcissistic tactics and why they downgrade with the next supply, like we normally see like oftentimes they move to the next one. Like they'll, they'll keep going, they'll, they'll be like a cycle. So we're talking about narcissists in general, but we're talking about specifically the aspect of like cheating and aspects of like, okay, they're just moving through this cycle of it's time to go to the next one. But then it gets confusing when they go to the next one and they have less money or there's less status or it looks bad or it doesn't look as good for them. How does that actually make sense? What's going on there? So today we're gonna to dive into a couple of things. The narcissist's need for, the, need for supply, the narcissist's next supply, the impact that it has on you and building up your protection in this whole process. Well, when we talk about narcissists needing supply, supply can really mean anything. Now, oftentimes we wanna put it in a certain category or a certain idea, but a supply could be people, and could be maybe some things, could be some hobbies, could be some jobs or different like venues or status. It could be a lot of different pieces. And a lot of times it gets confusing for people because they're not sure what it actually is. Ultimately, a lot of times the, the getting supply piece is either a reaction or having someone or something prove or show something about themselves that feel, makes them feel better or makes them feel validated. Now, when we talk about supply, like I want you to think of the idea of like pumping a person up or like like reacting to the, nar nar the narcissistic person or like pumping them up to make them feel better. Now, when we talk about this, I want to show you like a couple aspects. So one aspect is positive supply. This is one that gets talked about the most that most people understand and they're like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. The positive supply is when you're saying like how much you love them. Okay, when you're adoring them, when you're admiring them, when you're giving them all that love and attention and affection, and the focus is all on them in a positive light. 
Okay. Um, this could be, you know, the time that you give them, the attention you could give them. Like this could be like placating for like what they want, like trying to get back up on that pedestal. Like all this thing is like, it's positive. It's like, oh, I love you so much. I want to be with you. Like all of it is, is positive supply. Like you have to build them up in this way to help sustain their ego or their fragile sense of self or insecurity, whatever it might be. Okay. Then you have the opposite of side of this that a lot of times people miss. And that's the negative supply. The negative supply could be as simple as you calling out the narcissist, like you holding them accountable for something and them not liking that, but them liking the fight that ensues. Maybe it's you actually lashing back out at them, you getting frustrated and attacking them because of something they did or because of something they didn't do. When you get to that place where you're attacking them, you start to get to where you're reacting. This is where reactive abuse comes into play. And oftentimes this will continue to propel the relationship in a negative way because the narcissist is getting something out of it. They're getting you reacting from it. And as a result, they're twisting it in their mind to be a positive thing. Let me give you an example. When you say, hey, I absolutely hate you. Narsha's like, okay, they're still thinking about me. So that means I have a higher status in their mind. So that means I'm actually like pretty good because like they're still infatuated with me. And all of a sudden they turn like the negative thing into the positive thing for them to be able to pump themselves up, to be able to build their ego. They're still thinking about me. So like I must be a catch and like it must be their fault. There's like a million ways to be able to twist it, but like those are just a couple ideas of how narcissists will take something really negative and twist it to be a positive about them so that they feel better about themselves. Well, narcissists need that positive supply. Sometimes they need the negative supply, but the thing is they really just need constant supply. They need to have something coming at all times. We see this so often with a narcissist who's constantly texting one person or multiple people or 30 people, whatever it might be. Did that happen to you? Was that something that you experienced in the relationship where you saw this person was not content with just communicating with one person or not content with just communicating with you, but it had to always be like this constant thing, the constant texts, the constant phone calls. Maybe they wanted to spend 24 seven with you and, and isolated you just by the fact that they were with you nonstop. So many times we find out of people who, who hear, who understand of like, oh, I just caught my narcissist in a cheating environment or something that was happening or them texting or calling other people. And all of a sudden they open this like can of worms and it's like not just one, but it's like a constant stream of all of these. And a lot of times the narcissist is doing that to still feel like someone needs them, to still feel wanted, to still have that aspect of they're going to twist around of being like, yep. I'm pretty amazing because all these people want to interact with me, okay? But they always have constant supply, texting, calling, sex, different validation, the next person, never alone. Like they'll just continue moving forward because like it has to be there. Someone has to be there to help prop up that false sense of self, okay? So when we're talking about the supply, what about the next supply, okay? Going to the next supply, why is there that downgrade? We don't always see this. We don't always talk about this enough for people to understand, but it messes with your head of like what's actually happening. You know, so when we're talking about a downgrade, it could be anything. When we're not using this in like a judgment piece, we're using this in the aspect of like, if a narcissist wants someone to prop up their image, why would they be with someone who actually hurts their image? Or why would they be with someone who has less money when they want money? Okay, that's the thought process. We're not just saying like someone looks good and someone doesn't look good. Okay, but the idea of like there's a downgrade in the logic of like, why would this make sense? 
So I want to propose to you three ideas when we're talking about downgrade. Sometimes a narcissist will downgrade because it's easy. You know, at that point, it's easier to be able to go to the next person because of the accountability that you're holding to them. Now, sometimes a narcissist will leave a relationship because you're holding them accountable and responsible for the things that they're doing, and you're being ridiculously consistent. That's one of the things that people normally miss, is they're normally not consistent. It's like, I'll hold this boundary, then I won't. I'll hold this boundary, then I won't. You're ridiculously consistent. Nothing gets by you. And a lot of times people will leave in that regard because they're like, I'm tired of getting called out. I'm going to go find someone else who is easier. Now, at this point, we're looking at someone who is easier to control, who's easier to manipulate, who's easier to influence. The whole goal is that it's easier to continue to do the shitty behaviors that I want to do and not get called out for it. Someone who is less hard to be with. Someone who actually respects me, actually loves me. Someone who doesn't actually know the mask that they're hiding behind. Well, easy is one. I think the second one is simple. Uh, Little requirements. Like maybe it's just uh, friends with benefits. Maybe they have someone. Maybe they're cheating with a married person. You know, like, okay, then it's like, it's kind of like safe. It's kind of like a double blind where like, they're not going to do something because of this, because they're already stuck. And like, it's, it's all this like back and forth. And the idea of like, they don't really have to invest a lot in this person. It's just, it's just simple. So like, why not? Okay, so a lot of times it's like this person might be a downgrade, but it's easy. Sometimes you'll see this with transitional supply of let me be with this person for a period of time so I can find the next person. And then the third thing I think of why there's a downgrade a lot of times is a lot of times naive. Uh, A lot of times you'll see a narcissist that will downgrade to someone because that other person is very naive. And what I mean by that from the narcissist perspective is moldable. In that regard, they found someone that is easy to be able to mold and shape their reality to be able to admire and adore the narcissist, to put the narcissist up on the pedestal. Like this is the idea, like they're impressionable uh, and they're able to shape their reality in that way. Now, a lot of times we see this across the board when we're talking about narcissist cheating or going to the next supply with someone who is much younger. Part of that thought is like they're moldable. Like I can make them become who I need them to become to serve me the way that I want to be served. Okay, so easy, simple, and naive a lot of time. So I want you to think of real quick the impacts on you. Okay, because at this point, you start to look at the next person. You start to be like, wait a second, they look like this. They act like this. They have this. I don't have this. And you start to think that it's a reflection of your worth. You start to think that that actually is a definition or a a piece of it is a part of, wait a second, that is happening because I'm not good enough. Now, once you consider when a narcissist goes to someone else, there is this post-devaluation that sometimes happens, especially when you're watching. And it's the idea of like, going to hurt you because this person's way better. I'm going to hurt you more than what I did in the relationship because now I'm going to flaunt it in your face that I'm with this person and they're so much better than you. All that is is a lie and manipulation. It is a way to be able to get back to you as far as like to mess with your head and also to lock the next person in because when you reach out or interact and they're like, see, look at this person. They're still interacting. They still want me. Okay. You also get to this place where your self-worth is oftentimes hurt. And that typically comes from this aspect of comparing yourself to another person and questioning why. And what I would have you consider is that comparison is the thief of joy. You spend so much time comparing my life versus their life, so why would they do this? Instead of actually looking at the positive of, wait a second, I've been in a toxic and abusive relationship, now I'm not. 
Let's focus on my healing. Okay. The other thing that happens to, to people a lot of times getting out of this is pain shopping of where you start looking to see what is different. You start to view their social media. You start to go back and forth. You start to stalk sometimes, all these different things. And you're looking for a feeling or you're looking for what to do in the absence of a feeling. And in this regard, oftentimes you're looking to see what a toxic person is doing and you're only going to get toxic feelings from that. You're not going to get this positive feeling of like, oh, I wasn't feeling good. Now I looked at their stuff. Now I feel better. Like it, it doesn't happen. Like even if the even if the next person is a downgrade per se, it's still not going to happen because you're not investing in you. So in going forward, I need you to work on protecting yourself from the guilt and shame that comes from watching and the guilt and shame that comes from the next supply. One, you need to understand that your worth is not defined by another person, by their actions, by their choices, by their decisions, by who they're with. Your worth isn't defined by that. The narcissist makes you think that, and as a result, you still think that after they've left, but that is a complete lie, and your worth is not defined by them. Number two is the next supply is willing to take the shit that you didn't. There needs to be a perspective there of like, you no longer are taking what that person has been giving you for such a long period of time. You're no longer taking that abuse. The next person is willing to take that. Now, they might not see it instantly, but they're willing to take that because it's starting to happen or it's starting to progress or they even knew about you. And so there's something there. Okay. So you need to understand like getting that person, getting the narcissist to the next supply is one of the things that does help you move forward. As long as you don't focus on that, you focus on you which comes to number three, which is stop the pain shopping. Stop the idea of like, I don't feel, so I need to check with this to see if they're actually doing better, to see if they're better than me, and it's not gonna help you. And to start focusing on your healing, on your growth, on your change. If you wanna interact more with this or have some guidance in this, would love to talk to you. You can go to rawmotivations.com to set up a one-on-one to do like a coaching session. Right now we're running our 45-day clarity challenge is sign-up period. You can actually sign up to be able to launch in February with a bunch of other survivors. So go to claritychallenge.net to be able to see what the program is. It's 45 minutes for 45 days. Could transform your life 100%. So check it out. 